This is Meet the Movie Press. It is March the 1st, 2019 on the show this week. Oscars recap, Bond 25, Rotten Tomatoes revamp, and Candyman, Candyman, Candyman casting. Plus, the week's big releases and those Hellboy and Dark Phoenix trailers. Stay tuned! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks, Meet the Movie Press. This is Meet the Movie Press. It's March the 1st already. I, how the hell did that happen? I, I, no I broke that and I was like, I what? We're a third of the way through the year already. Oh, my God. That's probably why I feel so tired. Guys, welcome. Uh, we're going to go through uh, what we got on the show in just a little bit. We're going to recap the Oscars and stuff like that as well. Uh, but before that... Happy St. David's Day to all our listeners, maybe, maybe more than one, maybe none, sure. in Wales, my homeland. Um, St. David's Day, kind St. of a big deal, patron saint of, of Walesing. Uh, so great. <laughs> uh, so who's on the panel with me this week? It is Dimitri and Scott. Dimitri, where can we hey. find you? Uh, hey, movie fans, you can find me right here on Popcorn Talk Network's Meet the Movie Press, also in uh, Popcorn Talk Network's Anatomy of a Movie, where today, later today, we'll be, uh, uh, we'll be doing a deep dive into how to train your dragon Three, The Hidden World. Can't wait to talk about that one. Scott Menzel. Sure. I'm back, and I have a show today after this one. What? L-A-O-F-C-S Weekly. We are going to be talking about South by Southwest on that show. So check that one out. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TheOtherScottM. Fantastic. Nice. Uh, and my name is Simon Thompson. You can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Showbiz Simon. There's a Facebook page. This is Simon Thompson. And you can see my work everywhere from Forbes to Reuters to E! News and beyond. Okay. The world. The world. Let's we're slowly taking it over. Um, <laughs> people tell me I'm slow. Anyway. Uh, okay. Oscars recap. That <coughs> happened at the weekend. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, everybody. Let's first of all talk about no host. Everybody thought that was going to be a car crash. To be honest with you. I liked it. I liked it too. I'm happy to eat my hat. Um, yeah, I think that really, really worked. I'd say leave it that way. Smooth. I, it just went boom, 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 boom. Yep. And it still was three hours and I know, minutes. but it didn't I, feel I, it. It, it didn't did. feel it. it well, like, maybe they me. put some of these awards in the breaks. I'm yeah. No, I, I'm the only, like, again, it wasn't the train wreck that, that it could have been. Yeah. Uh, right that now. I thought it was going to be. It wasn't. But it was also very bleh. Because you had the voice of God like doing everything, it had no identity. There was like you, there, there was no fantastic montage mm. to get you excited about. Like that, that gave you that rich. Like, why are we watching the Academy Awards? It's because of all of these movies from the past, present, and coming up. And it had no identity. Yeah, and for mm. me, anyways, and it when you watch all these, you you yourself too. When you went to the Spirit Awards with Aubrey Plaza, right? Mm-hmm. You said she was fantastic. Like, I think that a good host, and look, hosts can be horrible. And we've mm. seen that happen. Oh, we've seen, yeah, the, the so, good, the bad, I, and the indifferent. The, kudos. <laughs> I want to I say kudos to Anne Hathaway <clears throat> for actually posting a joke. She yes. said, She said, it couldn't be any worse than this. Yes. And I, I thought that was great. That was very good of she, that. Yeah. And, and so I get it, but with the right person, um, like the, when, um, what's his name? The, the late night show host. Um, when he got on to promote uh, or, or to to talk about or announce presenters, yeah, um, you know the one I'm not Jimmy Kimmel. It's like he does the late show, or the late night show. He he, um, I can't I can't think of his name right now. Is he still on? from Af- from from? Is he still on? Yeah 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 yeah. He's still on. He's uh, very popular. Um, Seth Myers, not Seth Myers, the other guy. Uh, I, from yeah. Africa. Um, oh, Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah. Like, why he's, couldn't you get but him? He's, he's from, he's from the Co- Comedy Central show. Right. The Daily Show. The, the Daily Show. Right. Why can't you get him? He is genuinely funny. Mm. He knows, like, people like him a lot. I think, like, yeah. I think, I think it's just that with one host, it's difficult to sustain. If you have one and done um, people, you come on. And if they bomb, they bomb. They don't have to come back on and do it again after bombing Uh, they can come on and then you can forget it and the next person comes along I actually I get your point and some of it I kind of agree on but I'll be honest with you I think having the non-hosts just people pop up and stuff one one and done I think was really really good also on, on your point with regards to they didn't have this or they didn't have that when it came to sort of the dynamic epic stuff. Let's not forget that this year, I mean, from my, you know, work in TV, amount, the amount of work that goes into like a half hour nightly entertainment show or right. something. Um, the amount of work that goes into the Oscars, and this was a show that was being prepped and changed 
until days yeah. before the deadline. <laughs> Hours. Now, if you're producing the show, you usually have most of the stuff, even if it's not announced, locked in at least a month and you're True. going over it and going over it and going mm-hmm. over it so make sure that everything works and everything is idiot proof and that nothing's going to go wrong on the night although stuff does go wrong on the night and <laughs> they didn't have that luxury so no. I think I think they would have liked to have filled some some spots and added some more VT especially when they knew and they had a lot of moving around to do in the show where you know they had to add things in that they'd kind of assumed that they would take out so this this was a very movable feast going right up to the line so mm. I, I I will cut them some slack on that. It's a valid point, but I think circumstances around it will have made that quite difficult to actually pull off. Mm-hmm. Overall, I thought it was really, really good. I mean, obviously, we can get to the winners in a second. But, you know, Scott, you, you agree that no host was... I, I do. I mean, yeah. it felt like a nice change. I mean, I'm not someone who's against seeing hosts on a show like this. Yeah. But the thing is, the last couple of years have proven it hasn't always worked as well as they hoped for mm. and the ratings decline and stuff like that the ratings were up this year up a little bit yeah. um, but it's still the second lowest i it, mean the, hey it's the yeah, second we lowest but like could you imagine how much they say yeah and and they must have saved so much money by not having the host yeah in all fairness and he would have he or she would have dragged it down a little bit too in terms of the runtime it's very it's very it's it's very what would you say in the uk as marmite it's very you either like it or you don't and if you have someone who hosts it who you hate then that people are d- definitely not going to... I mean... But if you've got a mix of people, some who you like, some who you're indifferent to, and mm-hmm. some that you hate... I will hate, tell you... You're more likely to watch it. You know, mm-hmm. like that Golden Globe thing we talked about. Sure, sure. You know, Andy Samberg uh, made a really terrible joke that really, like, actually shut mm-hmm. down, and she went, like she was not focused on that show yeah, afterwards. Some of the presenters said, like, bad yeah, but jokes, the thing, too. But the and that's going to happen. That's, that's yeah. going to happen. But the thing is, if that person, like he's saying, if they, they go away and yeah. they don't come back... It's okay. You could kind of move on. Now when he pops back up like five minutes later and be like, oh, I'm oh, going to tell I, another I terrible a joke. Yeah. yeah. It happens. I, I mean, it, I, I, think it was a, I, I think it was a good idea, and I think they should really move ahead with that Me in the too. future. And also it focuses the show back when it's everything from posters to advertising back onto the fact that it's an awards ceremony about movies. Yes. It's not about the host. Right. And it often does become about the host. And it just, for me, there was a lot more talk around the movies and the show rather than who's hosting the show, See, which I, takes up I, space. I still think that you you would still get the controversy. You're, it's not going to change the speeches. It doesn't. It's just, no, the you're still going to have the elements. And but you're still going to get the controversy. Yeah, you are. You know, and with the, the winners and, and the politics like and the losers. Both so. sides. And again, I'm not saying that you can't tighten up. And it, I, and I don't want to come off. It was not the train wreck I thought. Mm. But when I looked at my watch and I, I, I was like, yeah, we're still coming up on three hours over here. Yeah. And I and at that point, I was like, I was feeling it. Yeah. I was like, if if non-host means a shorter show. They're really not going that much shorter, and then when it passed the three hour mark, I'm going, yeah, we're still three hours and twenty. But minutes. the thing you can't, you can't. The only way to cut it down is to either limit the speeches, um, which you can do, which everyone's so which upset about all the everyone's time. Everyone's so upset about all the time. Do, yeah, yeah, and then or you take categories out, which you literally can't. There is no right solution with this. Someone's well, always going to be a little bit pissed. But you know what they did take out is they took out the middle segment. That a host would do. Like, as funny as I thought it was, like, what was it, a year, two years ago, mm. when Jimmy Kimmel went to the Egyptian? Or, or to be honest with you, I didn't, I didn't miss that. Oh, yeah, I, but, but that's what, what I'm the saying. shameless promotion for Wrinkle didn't. in Time? Yeah, yeah. well, oh, but, no. But listen, that's what I'm saying. You can get rid of that, mm. right? Um, there are things that you could have condensed. I mean, starting off with Queen, Queen was, I thought, really good. But I, always, I also thought I was watching the Grammys. I didn't think I was watching the Academy Awards. But this but and, this year, yeah. you know, a lot of these, a number of the movies that were nominated in major categories <clears throat> were music. music I get it, yeah. So I it works. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's not what we're going to see every year. But even when it isn't, we have, no. you know, multiple musical numbers. So, sure. uh, yeah, you know, I, I get your point, but I, I have to say I kind of disagree on that. People in that's the chat fine. saying, uh, Mark Ballam saying, our master plan is to take back the US. Uh, it's going according to plan. Soon you'll all be drinking tea and eating Marmite sandwiches. Well, some will eat Marmite and some won't. Um, uh, Zeno Hour, Aubrey Plaza was so good at the Spirit Awards. She absolutely was. Uh, and Mark, Mark saying, and ham and pineapple pizza. No, Mark. Naughty Mark. Ham and pineapple pizza is no. not a good thing when it's no not. one's proud of that. Uh, Senor Nerd, remember last Friday I said I was going to miss this year's Oscars? Well, guess I should be the politicians. 
I'd be a politician because I flip-flopped and watched the show. People often give in saying you're not. There's nothing to wow. feel ashamed yeah. about. I'm glad you caught the show. Uh, uh, BlackRock316, uh, I think if they had a host, they would have dragged the show a bit too long. I think it would have, yeah, I think it would have made it a, a bit longer. You Because you can't, you either got to go longer or you've got to cut some stuff. And I, you know, you, it's, it's, it's strange. Uh, Ricky Javila, no host ran the show smoother and saved them the headache of backlash of anyone else. They could have chosen for the host. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, and it wasn't the diarrhea mess I expected it was going to be. A uh, very solid show. Uh, yeah, so that's there are lots of thoughts. On that. Uh, film note, Jamie, on the ratings. I think the ratings were up partially because people were uh, were anticipating yes. a train wreck in lieu of all the PR fuck-ups from the <laughs> Academy season long. I agree. Do you know what? I think that's actually fair. I hadn't it's, considered I that. Yeah. But I, I think that's actually fair. That's a good point, film nerd, Jamie. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to put that, that comment, because it had fuck in it, so they hit it. But it's I'm going to put it there because I think it's valid. Uh, Zeno, by the way, uh, can people shut up about this BC and Lady Gaga shipping nonsense <laughs> it's so childish and so disrespectful to their partners their their fucking actors calm down yeah th- i wasn't going to talk about this but as as actually xena mauer has has mentioned this uh obviously if you saw it, there was a big moment in it where bradley cooper and lady gaga was singing shallow because we need to hear that song a bit more um as much as i love it i'm like oh oh make it stop <laughs> yeah um and oh, they play lovers in the movie they right. clearly have a very natural bond yes. of friendship and they're actors. And so when they're acting this movie that is this dramatic love song, they gave it a performance. It's like saying, oh, well, so-and-so played a doctor in this. wonder if they are really a doctor secretly and they're not telling us. No, they just, they did a really, and this is why they, they were nominated for Best Actor and Best Actress. Because <laughs> right, 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 right. they did a really fucking good job of appearing like they were two people in love while singing a song about love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like, this is what they do. This is why are they here. So I was a little bit surprised. I mean, even I was like, oh, that was very convincing. It was. Uh, right? Very convincing. Right. But I'm like, did I think they were doing the... No, I didn't. Not for one second. No. No. I, I mean, mean they're, they're actors. This is what they do for a living. This is exactly why they're on the goddamn stage. I bought it. Yeah, I I, I bought it 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, in fact, yeah, I think the chemistry actually, there was actually even better than it was in, in the, the movie. movie. Yeah. Why well, would you I go that far? But, so. but, but, but I, yeah, I thought their performance was probably the strongest. Um, I loved Bette Midler. Yeah. I thought she was fantastic mm. as well. So let's talk about some of the wins. Sure. Um, I mean, lots of people have more more comments on the host. Senior nerds say, "I say no host from now on." Uh, but can we get at least uh, that Muppets one? Yeah, for just one. Oscar? I agree. Yeah, let's no, do I that. Agree. Let's do that. Well, we know the Muppets are coming back. They're going to be doing a TV show thing with. Uh, uh, with Disney uh, Plus. Yeah. So we know they are coming back in vogue after the, the last rebirth that ABC didn't go too well. I think the Muppets are great. Me too. Yeah. I think the Muppets are great. So yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, okay, so let's talk about some of the winners. Obviously, Green Book came in, a very controversial <clears throat> win. Uh, a lot of people thought that was either going to go Roma. People were hoping it would go to Black Klansman. There was the outside chance it might have gone to Black Panther. Uh, it went to Green Book. Um, still a movie that I know it's had a lot of backlash and I was talking to um, a friend of mine who's actually in the academy and is is African American about it last night and they were like you know we voted for it because we thought it was a great movie and she's like as, as someone who is black uh, I wasn't particularly this, this wasn't a problem for me so I think a lot of people are reading into this their, their own opinions which they are entitled to and the outrage they think they should be feeling a little bit yeah I agree. I mean, um, I think it's a great movie too. I'm, I'm still going to stay it. I, I don't care. I saw this movie three times at this point, and I still think it's great. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I mean, for me, it was down to two movies that, that I said. I said it here uh, and on Anatomy. I was like, two movies: Black Klansman, yep, a Green Book. Great Either movie. one of those yeah. movies win. Like, in Black Klansman, from a tech aspect, probably you, could, I think you'd agree it's a little bit better of a it movie, is, right? For sure, hundred percent. And had it won, I would have been. Awesome for Spike. Yeah, it's a great choice. It went to Green Book. I, for me, it was a great choice. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a good feel good movie, uh, it, and it leaves audiences like they walk out, they feel good. It's got a good story. It's uh, it's a relative, it's a true story. Uh, I liked it. What I, mean, what I, I don't like it. about this, and, and I'm gonna just say it sure. because there's been all this backlash of like, just look at what has McDodge. Uh, Chadwick Boseman said about this, like, look at his yeah. face. And it's like, okay, so he's turning his back on Mahershala and also Octa- Octavia Spencer mm-hmm. by doing mm-hmm. this. 
So it's like, what is what I'm is with this? I, which I, I, it's just it's really upsetting that we just can't be happy for one another. This is supposed to be the industry of everyone. We're supposed to be togetherness, bring everyone together, and yet we're the first to turn our backs on people, right? And it makes no sense to me. Mm. Octavia Spencer has broken down so many freaking oh, walls. Crazy. She's such an incredible woman, and she's taken on so many ambitious projects. Yeah, you know, producing, putting her freaking money behind it. And you know, this movie, is like, this like, movie wouldn't existed without her. And, it wouldn't, okay, it she have. doesn't speak for every single black woman or every no. single African American, but she wouldn't put her money to or her name on no. anything that she thought was going to be detrimental to <laughs> African Americans in the industry or as it in a form of storytelling. She's becoming she's become not only just a fantastic actress, yeah, but an intelligent champion of yeah. of, oh, these, yeah. of this thing and we, to 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 do what she did for this movie and and I you know I didn't even think of it but you're absolutely right and what Spike Lee did was so disrespectful to everybody else who worked in that movie including her it's like you're turning your back your anger and then you're making it about yourself well you, I mean I, I actually I, I actually spoke to to Spike afterwards I was at the Vanity Fair party oh okay um and I I've spoken to Spike a number of times yeah. since Black Plansman came out on various carpets and at the Oscars luncheon we had a great time and you know we. Uh, and then I spoke to him again at Vanity Fair, and he, yeah, I mean, he was he was upset mm-hmm. um, that he didn't win. Um, he, he obviously, I, I think he should have won. I thought oh, he was yeah. great, one hundred percent. I mean, I yeah. enjoyed I enjoyed all of the movies in very different ways. I think Black Klansman made me feel something more, but as entertainment, I actually was really entertained by Green Book. But you know what? Once it actually had time to calm down and thought the process through and spoken to other people. He was like, do you know what? I'm gutted, and it's the second time it's happened. And you know, I remember when I, you know, got you know overlooked for for driving Miss Daisy. So, you know, this is kind of raw for me, and I feel a certain way. But he didn't be he didn't begrudge anybody in that movie that <clears throat> made that movie. He wasn't like fuck those guys. He was very much like I wanted my film to win, and I, you know, I'll be honest with you. Between the movies, I would have preferred to have seen Black Klansman. Me win. too. But but once it actually calmed down, and it's that initial reaction. But I think with these things, we need to consider the initial reaction, and we need to see what comes a little bit further down the line. Because especially if you're in the Oscars, and everybody everybody wants to see everybody wants to see the face of the people that don't win. Yes, when they, when it's announced, oh, and absolutely. That's as that's as much what they're focused on, if not more. Certainly, until the people get to the stage to accept that award and give their little speech. Um, and I say little because they don't have a long time. Um, and and he was he reacted. Uh, if, if that was me, I'd have been like, oh, fuck, you know. Uh. And then oh, bad loser. So I can understand his initials like fuck, not again. Ah, uh, and it's a similar situation. It's thirty years later. Effectively, it's like ah. Uh. But he tried to leave. Too. He did try to leave. But also, so- let's not forget that Spike Lee is is a very dramatic character. True. He is a la- he's a, a little guy, but he is large. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say little guy, same size as me, what five seven? So I mean, he's like average height. But he he <laughs> seriously, he is a very strong character. Mm-hmm. So. His actions always seem, and I'm not, you know, I don't think it's the way that he should have reacted, but his reaction to an action is always going to be a bit larger than life. He climbed Samuel L. Jackson like a fucking tree. I know. So he doesn't do these measures by half. He's a big character. Sure. So it didn't surprise me that he did that. Well, I I actually credited, you and I were, were texting, and I credited you for the lightness of Spike Lee, because it was the first time he'd ever laughed, and it was during an interview with you. Yeah, I said, "Yeah, I just give Simon credit yeah. for 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 the happy Spike Lee." But then we saw the angry Spike Lee. Well, yeah, but I mean, I was laughing with him again at Vanity Fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I understand his initial reaction. I understand the way that people have reacted to it. But as someone who physically was in him, around him, and having a discussion with him about that incident. What we saw isn't necessarily the full story. It's a snippet. It's an immediate reaction. Right. And I mean, I'm amazed by how much hate went out about this movie immediately. Mm. Oh, my God. Within five minutes, the L.A. Times or one of the L.A. outlets had a, why this is the worst best picture in years or ever. And it's like. Well, like, did someone yeah. get an inside tip that they actually had this article written already? I mean, he, he, like, how did they pick that up so quickly? Let's, let's not pretend we're three liberal guys, but I think sometimes, and we said this, we didn't mention it on the show last week, but we've said this when we have a breakfast together every week, that sometimes liberals 
Uh, and I know many other liberals say that we shoot ourselves in the we foot. We do. By we tend to get super fucking outraged over everything. And we need to pick the hills that we die on. You know, I just think that we don't, there's some, and I think sometimes we feel, and this is not just amongst liberals, I think it's also on on the other side as well. Sometimes people feel that they have to be, they have to react to everything. Everything has to be, and it's like, ah, it's got to be an extreme reaction. Ah, I'm going to, I've decided this is the way. I've I've yet to speak to to anyone. Uh, Probably Spike Lee is the only person I know who, in the industry, uh, who is African-American, who has had a, 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 as visceral or negative reaction to the movie. They didn't like it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I just think sometimes we shoot ourselves in the foot a little bit by doing these knee-jerk, extreme! It's not fucking helpful. And it gives us, it gives, it gives it's- the image, the general umbrella image, uh, of us a really bad name. Yeah, and to your point, it came immediate. It was like, as soon as it was announced... And it lasted all through the night because when I woke up the next morning, there were articles, uh, Twitter pings, everything. I was like, yeah. I couldn't understand the the I couldn't understand the hate towards that movie. Mm. I just I just don't. I couldn't. I was really like, I, I was really surprised by it and really. And I will tell you a real. I mean, there was uh, Mr. Mendelssohn over at Forbes wrote this article mm. about like how. Netflix was completely ignored. It won three awards. Yeah. It was not ignored. I'm sorry. It was not ignored. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, it Just because ignored. it didn't get the big prize, you know, which with how much marketing they put behind the movie, I I, I, I mean, I know they do this every year for movies, but the it was, it was almost... The highest it was, spend of any movie But it was almost offensive how much marketing... Was it, th- something like 30 million? Yeah, it was like 25, 30 million. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, there was literally, going into this award season, I would say at least three or four times a week, I would get either a screening invite about yeah. Roma, some it, event about Roma. It was just, it was like embrace it. And it the was irony like of much. it all is over here, we accept Roma, we're overseas... <laughs> Backlash on Roma for being a Netflix movie. I mean, I just tweeted yesterday about how Cineworld, the largest, one of the largest exhibitors overseas, Mm. and now they own Regal Cinemas here, which used to be the number one exhibitor in the country. Cineworld just backed out of BAFTA because BAFTA gave it best picture. And it says, you're not... You're not protecting the exhibitor. And, and, And we understand the streaming thing, but they get it overseas... But why can we not get that over here? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think we're gonna, we're gonna see some, some sort of kickback. I want to do some more chat, and then I want us to move mm-hmm. on. Uh, film that Jamie Spike Lee did not go home empty-handed. Correct. He won an Oscar. Correct. This is not the same as when Driving Miss Daisy run. Correct. This is that. That is correct. However, it is still something that that rings true for Spike Lee sure. uh, in his particular case. So it's best- not exactly the same, but it's. It certainly has, you know, flashback memories for him. Zaya says, I guess you guys didn't watch that Reggie Miller-Nick series in the 90s with Spike on the front court. I know what you're talking about. Uh, John Harrison, I don't think anyone really knew Octavia exec produced Green Book until they won. No, I know people. I was actually uh, at the Vanity Fair party in the press line. We were watching it on the TVs, sitting there having our very tasty In-N-Out burger, um, (laughs) which is nice. They cater that for us every year with In-N-Out. So we're all there sort of in our suits, desperately trying not to get ketchup and stuff down us. Um, And uh, and when she walked out on stage, people were like, what's she doing there? And I was like, well, she exec produced it. A lot of people don't, know that she was involved in that movie. Uh, We broke it down uh, uh, on Anatomy of a Movie and we talked about how she more or less saved the movie. And a lot of people don't know that Spielberg did it as well. Absolutely. Mark Mark Ballam saying woke is one of those dumb words that lazy people use like SJW and incel. No, absolutely. They're all three (laughs) things that are thrown around willy-nilly. They're almost completely without warning. Uh, And they're losing their meaning. They're losing their meaning. And just because someone... I mean, going back to the point I made earlier, just because someone, you know, reacts, it doesn't mean they're an SJW. I I react to things because I have an opinion on it, not because everything has to push for for social justice. Things that I don't like, I'll always comment on. Uh, John Harrison, Green Book winning was shocking, but it was winning a lot of major Best of the Year awards at every major awards ceremony. Uh, Hey, Scott, what won at the LAOFCS award for Best Picture? The Hate You Give. The Hate You Give, which was overlooked in so many ways. Yeah, by so many categories. Uh, the Netflix thing, yeah, is, is very, very interesting. Um, <clears throat> uh, film Nerd Jamie, on the side, you guys in LA need uh, Whataburger. Is there one here? There is not, but we do have Wahlburger. 
We have Wahlburger. We have Wahlburger. Which is actually pretty good. It's, it's it is pretty, pretty good. good. It is. <laughs> it's, it's a good burger. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll leave Oscars for now. Um, we're going to move on to, to Bond 25. Uh, Oscar winning Rami Malek will play the villain. Uh, Bill Magnuson could play a new agent. Let's talk about Rami Malek, really, because Billy's not quite the huge name. It'll be interesting to see him added to the cast. Good actor. Uh, yeah. Okay, Rami Malek. We, even before the Oscars, we knew there was a possibility uh, that he was going to be joining Bond 25. Still doesn't have a title although Shatterhand uh, was a name that was thrown around this week. Oh, Terrible sure. name. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, thoughts on, on Rami being the villain. Um, I think, I think be, it's great. I, I think it would no. be great, too. Yeah. He has that He's, weird look about yeah, him. he does. That you kind of, like, he can pull off being very charming and likable, but you can see him being really evil. And that, and that can be part of the major the, strength yeah, of a Bond villain yeah. is that swarm. Right. That charm... And then evil. Yeah. And then he just kills you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all, all good. And I'm also I have very happy, which I'm sure you're, you're going to talk about the next big casting thing, about the Bond girl. No, I wasn't. The, oh, fair enough. So let's talk about it then. Okay, Lupita Nyong'o. I didn't see looks that. To be, uh, looks like she's going to be the next Bond girl. That'd be great. Which she would has be enough amazing. Time? I know, no kidding. There'll be some outrage over that. Oh, oh for stop. sure they will be. Someone stop. will get upset about sure. it. Stop. I'm sure they will be. Come on. No, that's sure. Cool. Of course, yeah. they, no. will be. Of course they will be. Yeah. Um, she's but, perfect. She's yeah, she's great. amazing. She's a great actor, and that's how you get jobs by yeah. being a great actor. Right. Yeah. That's what you do. Uh, but yeah, no, I think she'd be great. I'd really look, look forward to seeing her. Yeah, she'd be I mean, I, I think everything is gearing up. I mean, it's going to be a whole new thing for Bond too, because now yeah. it's not Sony releasing it; it's this new United Artist rising from the ashes. Uh, so, very interesting things. It'll more than likely be. Um, uh, uh, um, the last outing for uh, Daniel Craig. for Daniel Craig. So yeah, a lot lot going on. I'm, I'm always looking forward to a good Bond movie. I'm a, I'm a big Bond fan. <clears throat> you know, it's, I'm not I'm not like sort of ride or die <laughs> Bond. I know some people are like are massive fans, and you know, but I do. Uh, a Bond movie is always an event picture for me in the way that some people it was like Lord of the Rings or Avatar or oh, something. Yeah. I love it. And it's not just because I'm British. It's something I grew up with was Bond movies. They were they Same were the man. event movies. Them and fundamentally Star Wars. Yeah. And that was kind of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, back when they did original IPs. Yes. And those yeah. were yeah. movies. I yeah. remember those days. It wasn't all about the franchises. <laughs> yep. It's all about the franchises! Um, but yeah, Rami Malek, I'm very excited. I think he'll bring a really it's nice... good for him. Yeah. yeah. Really good. It'll be help. a nice change of pace from... It'll be... It's good. It's, yeah, it's, and I, I... I mean, I... I I think the last Bond movie was was some, somewhat underwhelming oh, for me. Oh, very um, much so. You know, Spectre. It didn't I'm, after after Skyfall, which for me was was really really top top tier Bond. Yeah. yeah. Then to go to Spectre, which was a tough act to follow anyway. Right. It just didn't work for me. And Christoph Waltz, as much as I love he was Christoph weak. Waltz, he, he yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It didn't work for me. That when he's walking around at it. the end, yeah. And he's, Terrible. Just didn't. Wasn't. Yeah. I, I. I didn't. I wasn't a big fan. But Rami Malek, I think, will bring something. The same I, way that Javier Bardem bought this like yeah, sort of weird-looking yeah. creepiness that I think is really, really cool. Uh-huh. Actually, I saw them when I was at Vanity Fair. I saw them talking. Oh, did you on the really? red carpet? Which I thought was kind of kind of cool. And then a couple of days later, it was like ah, blah blah blah. Was it Vanity Fair? I think it was Vanity Fair. I saw them talking on the carpet, and I was like. Oh, Nice, nice, That's nice. funny. So that was quite cool. Uh, yeah. So no, I mean Rami Malek, great casting, and obviously he's very hot right now. What I oh, just, yeah. what I just hope Hollywood doesn't do is wear him out. Is burn. burn. Let's ne- not. Let's not get the Rami burn because Hollywood does do this thing where it's like, hey, that guy was good in that one thing. Let's cast him in everything. I'm like, come on, man. Some of the responsibility is going to have to lie on his shoulders, too, yeah, what, he, as to what he says no to. I think he also enjoys having yeah. a life outside yeah, of work. I do, too. So I think he's he really overloaded. He, he, I think he, he is so happy in that relationship. I forgot that. What's the girl's yeah. name who's in Bohemian who's Rhapsody? In Bohemian, yeah. she, he is, like, so in love with her. Yeah. I mean, at our ceremony, and then there was also, you know, at the I Oscars. I didn't realize they were together. Oh, yeah. I knew at that. Someone told me at, that, at our event that it was going to be there. It was amazing. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And and I mean, can we agree? He's one of the most gracious uh, and, oh and his acceptance speech. Oh yes. he so knows good. how to give yeah. a a a gracious speech, and that's 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 a gift within itself. Because oh, yeah. there are a lot of actors who can't act a good <laughs> speech. <laughs> yeah. They can't. But he has done it. I've seen him do it time and time again. Yeah, he's so good. And I know. he's great at giving. He's great at 
giving a speech. Yeah. yeah. He really is. He's also a really nice guy to dealing with him on a yeah, professional yeah, level. Yeah. He's also really, really great to deal That's with. Great. Uh, another big story this week, uh, Rotten Tomatoes revamping the audience score system to counter online trolls. Now, uh, this is... <laughs> they're doing this uh, as we come up to the release of Captain Marvel, which is the latest movie to be affected by people who are having a bit of a tantrum about a film. And so they are uh, voting it down in audience anticipation to try and... That, that's a way that they're trying to damage the movie in some way. Not massively effective, because people are still going to go and see this m- movie anyway. Um, but this is... Uh, the reason I think this is sticking in people's craw a little bit is the fact that it's Captain Marvel is the point that they've chosen to do this, when there have been many other movies over the last couple of years that have been have fallen foul of this um, negative, this sort of toxicity, this negative reaction to a right. film that these people haven't seen. Now, admittedly, it is about audience anticipation. So I could probably go to Rotten Tomatoes, or I could have gone to Rotten Tomatoes, and gone through several movies and voted that I'm not particularly excited about it. But it's the concentrated um, and and organised way that this was was done that I think really tipped tip the balance but this Mm -hmm. is why sometimes we can't have nice things because we have people that break them right and and that we this is the same audience that is constantly asking to be more involved in the process and listened to in the process and then they lose this because it's abused right so i think it's it's massively counterproductive i get the point that you're trying to make even if it's not a point that i agree with and you have every right to express it uh, because that's one of the amazing things that we we have um, but I just think that this, uh, they, they, Rotten Tomatoes had very little choice but to do this. Go this on. is, I, I mean, I think this has been an ongoing issue. Yeah. With the amount of um, respect, I guess we can say, of of a number, how much yeah, emphasis yeah, right. we put on a number, and it's it's funny because I think Disney began to panic. When they saw that number go from 86 down to 40 or whatever it yeah. was. And it's just so weird that we live in a system, in a world where a system that's flawed, as yep. we have all, already all know, yep. have pointed out that we look at a number and say, well, it has a 46. It's probably mediocre. Well, it has a 90. It's got to be great. Yeah. And it's like, I can't tell you how many movies... Green Book, by the way, people, has like a 90 on Rotten Tomatoes, I think. Wait, for the audience or? Both. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. really, it was really high. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the thing, it's just very, very unfair and it's ridiculous to that we're putting so much momentum behind a freaking number. And, yeah. and, and it's an audience number. Like, it's, number one, it cuts both <laughs> ways. You know, I mean, as far as the negative goes, well, don't think that the studios don't have their publicity companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like buying Twitter accounts. Like, oh my their publicity God. companies yeah. and, and people within the marketing. The dark are, money of marketing. Are, are, are throwing Dimitri. all the positive reviews to make that audience score mm-hmm. really high. And so it cuts both ways. You get the trolls that will come in and do it down. What? Yes. Did, you, did you really just... You know, this is eye-opening for a lot of people. Are you telling me that studios go out and buy Twitter accounts and have them post on on their things uh, uh, and like videos? Oh, I get it. That's stuff? sarcasm. It's, it's, it's <laughs> all, <laughs> <laughs> Next, you'll be suggesting that that some no some way. PR bodies pay people for quotes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Dolby Cinema makes I've fart. never received a penny for I, I, any of mine, but I know. Neither did I. I know I of at least actually, one website in the UK I, I was, that is often I was in asked. order to elicit a quote. I'm just mm-hmm. going from the audience reaction yeah. or how they go to certain things because of which. Yeah. So, the, the, as far as that audience score, but it doesn't happen with just Rotten Tomatoes. No. It happens on Yahoo. It happens on any place that has a forum to allow the audience to give it its rating, mm-hmm. whether it be music, but we're talking movies here. Yeah. That happens. They will go out and, and it and it cuts both positive and negative. The trolls will do it because they have to. And then the studios will get their machine out there to have these anonymous people writing. It was great. This is great. This is great. Get that, that, that score up. Even... Uh, to an extent with Rotten Tomatoes where they can suppress mm. 
rotten reviews or change a logarithm so that a mediocre review, which would normally be rotten, ends up being fresh. Because mm. if you read the reviews, sometimes you go, how is this fresh? You know, well, I think I, the like, system needs to be so, Someone was changed. just saying in the, in the, in the chat, I'm <clears> just going to uh, refer to this. Uh, oh, yeah, this is BlackRock316. The whole RT thing is ridiculous. Just revamp the whole damn thing. Yeah. I mean, th- there is, as you say, there is, quite rightly, a lot of weight where people go, oh, well, this has got an e- this has got X amount, so it must be good. It's like there are plenty of movies on Rotten Tomatoes that have high reviews from, from other journalists or, or, you know, a really high thing from the audience that I just didn't like, and that's because I didn't like that movie. This is me. And people go, oh, I'm not going to see it because it hasn't got a high score. Right. It's like you might like the movie just because of the... It's like pineapple on pizza. It's coming up again twice in the show. It's like I think He's hammer right. pineapple is pizza is, is, like, is, is something of an abomination. But if you like ham and pineapple pizza, tuck in. Yeah, go ahead. Great, because there's always that stuff left on these all-you-can-eat buffets. So you, you, so you can have all that. I'll go for one of the other ones. But it's like... It's. I just don't understand, and sometimes it, it perhaps infuriates me more when the industry well puts so. But much you know why? Because they have a stake in it. I yeah. mean, True. that's the reality True. of it. Where no one wants to talk steak. about that. <laughs> that on you know, H, um, um, NBC yeah. Universal right. has it. Right. Uh, WB has it, and Disney has it. Okay, so they have this unfair like stake in what sure. they can do, and I, I just. It's wrong. And I mean, there's so many things, you know, I was joking with Dimitri about like the stuff with Twitter, but I mean, there's things called white hat marketing. You ever guys ever wonder how certain people, when they tweet out, somehow their tweets are so much more popular than anyone else. There's something called white hat and they white hat the tweets and it gets a lot of retweets and a lot of likes and a lot of comments. It's like being a very high promotional tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the equivalent know, of an Instagram influencer. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, this is a lot of stuff that happens in the industry, and I think people need to be aware of it. I, yeah. I think it's very shady that we assume that because a certain someone tweets about something that, oh, my God, you see how much traffic this gets? When right. they, they they send out those trailer numbers, oh, which which drives me, makes me so angry. They're like, this broke down the, the right. most views out yeah. of everything. It Half of that is studio controlled. Right. Yes, um, there's a lot of people watch it. but A lot of controlled. things we you still need to get to in the show with a couple of interesting points, including this one. Sarah Brockle, why is it always poor male egos that are doing this to female-led movies? Okay. Can I just say, um, <laughs> as a white male in the industry um, and someone who is an advocate for representation, and I have, I go to see a movie because I want to see the movie, not because it's got a man in it or a woman in it or, you know, black people or gay people or anything. I, w- I want to see a movie because I want to see the movie. Right. Okay? There is a very small but very, very vocal part of the white male cinema-going audience that are responsible for this toxicity. Mm -hmm. They are very loud, and so they appear to be more overbearing. There are far more men who are white or or African-American or Chinese or whatever who aren't remotely challenged or threatened by women in movies or other representation across the whole spectrum, across the whole rainbow. Because we literally, we it's not even you don't have to be an advocate, it's just that it doesn't matter. You, they just, they'll go and watch a movie because they want to watch the movie. There is a very small but very vocal, and I don't know why they're upset about it. If they feel threatened by women, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. No. I honestly don't understand that. But they, they do, and they're vocal. So I'm it's just getting a little bit tiring of this, you know, this thing about... I see a lot of talk about this, even from film Twitter, where it's men, blah, 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 blah. Right. Men, blah, mm. blah, blah, blah. And we've discussed this on the show probably. It's not helpful. These are a very... They are a minority who mobilise and are very, very vocal. Don't confuse that as being a, a number larger than it is. Right. But the thing because was- if that was the case, movie theatres wouldn't be full and movies like Captain Marvel and Black Panther and stuff like that wouldn't make the money they make. People are not... Generally, the people who are buying tickets or not buying tickets are not buying a ticket or, or not buying a ticket because of these people. They think they have a lot of influence. In the real world, people are still going to see these movies and they right. don't care. I know as many young boys, as, as I do young women who are excited about seeing Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. I knew as many white children and white adults, as, <laughs> as many as, as as black children and black adults who are excited about Black Panther. Most people 
It's not like being colorblind or being PC. They just don't care. They just want to right. see it as a movie. Absolutely. Whether it's a genre piece or because there's someone in it they like. And I just think they're very vocal, they're very loud. But don't... Well said. But don't confuse that as as the the general populace. Because it, it's, it's really not... It, and if you even want to like take it further, like another great example of that is the is the Star Wars hate, especially towards yeah. that actress um, from, from 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 the from, yeah from, from the last movie, yeah. and it's like, you know, it gets confused for everybody. It's like, no, no, yeah. I've been a Star Wars fan for a long time. No, I am not. That's not me. Like, but they get listened. It's like mm. people give them weight and credence. And that's but, yeah. The thing. And, they listen and, to and what, them. What also is a them. problem is that we we they hone in on one specific voice, and I think that's very problematic. Because if you look, I mean, you might have to look a little harder, people. But if you look at the backlash with all this Captain Marvel stuff that's sure. been going on for about three weeks now, it is not just white guys who are complaining about this. There's people from all over the world complaining mm. about this. It's and it's it's men, and it's you were women, yeah. The YouTube, yeah. Stuff. It's it's that's it's in a all lot of over. female backlash. Yeah, there was a lot of actually another thing, and it's not to the scale, but Alita a couple of weeks ago. I know a lot of um, oh, yeah. female mm, yeah. uh, journalists uh, really didn't like Alita for for, for various reasons, um, and then when there were women who were speaking up and saying, actually, I liked Alita, they was they were shut down. Yeah, <laughs> I know because that. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, this is not helpful. This no. is. You have to have discourse. And also a lot of this, you know, people are talking about, uh, it's uh, John Harrison mentioned the hive mind mentality. Don't forget a lot of these people who go along, and I I studied psychology um, a long time ago, but um, a lot of this hive mind is not necessarily that people actually agree with with the message that he speaks. They just want to belong. And they don't feel that they belong to one group or the other entirely. So what they will do, as is the natural human response in many people, which you can choose to go with or you can choose to refer, is you go with the stronger. You go with the strong, the more vocal, the one that appears to be the dominant pack. Mm. And so you throw your weight, and I've seen this politically as a number of people who are, I know who are Trump supporters, and when you actually talk to them, politically we're very actually, it would appear to be very, very different. But in fact, a lot of the stuff that they're getting on board with they don't actually agree with. So they're like pro-universal healthcare. They agree for, for better rights for women and for LGBTQ members of the community, blah, blah, blah. But because they don't feel as aligned with the other side as they do with, they kind of torn. They're like, I'm going to go with the louder one, which happens to be the right. And this happens again with movies. A lot of these guys, they don't genuinely feel that, right. strong woman. They're just like, which, do I want to be the shouter or the okay. shouted at? And they're going, I'm going to be the shouter. So even within mm-hmm. that very vocal, there are people that are not particularly committed to this cause. And I'll be honest with you, as we saw with Solo, right. which was another movie that had a lot of this vocal stuff, especially yeah. after Last Jedi, a lot of people then were like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to catch the movie. They caught it on Netflix. And they were like, actually, I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. So when they actually then <laughs> relent and they watch it, they're like, kind of shot yeah. myself in the foot. Yeah. So even no, though this you... is gets a lot of attention, let's not give it as much weight as actually it appears to have. Let's look a little deeper. And unfortunately, though, when you bring up Solo, mm. that that movie ended up torpedoing all of these other subset Star Wars yep. movies that are coming out. So you so only fans, hurt yourself. Well done. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it's, it's really silly. So they do get, end up getting, like, Lucasfilms listened and said, you know what? Why? Mm. You know, we're going to focus on doing this. We're going to be a little more streamlined yeah. here. So fine. Uh, one more thing in the chat from this. Uh, film note, Jamie, we're treating Captain Marvel like it's an underdog. It's a $200 million movie, <laughs> uh, Marvel movie. Uh, it was always going to do fine and be fine, but the marketing yeah. has been shockingly underwhelming. I think all of those points are fair. Yep. Yeah, ultimately, all this whining is not going to make any difference because no. people are still going to see. Let's let's not forget that people in the industry, while there is this backlash going on and it looks very, and it is distasteful, and it looks very shocking. These these are the people that the industry do not listen to. If these people came to the table with a calmer attitude and a slightly less sensationalist, raw attitude, maybe the industry would listen to them more. Mm -hmm. What they're doing at the moment is they're asking to come to a party. They're being told no. So they shout, fuck you at the host. Then they're told they're definitely not going to go to the party. 
and then they complain why they're not allowed into the party. And th- th- this, it's it. They are not going to advance their cause at all. No. And Hollywood is not going to stop making these movies because they make money. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. I understand what they're saying, but it's not actually going to affect any change in their favour whatsoever. If anything, as you say, they're going to cut their nose off to spite their face, and yep. these nice things are going to go away. So let's let, you know. Let's let's just be you know honest about that. A couple of things to rattle through before we get to the week's big releases. Uh, Suicide Squad Two has lost Will Smith due to <laughs> scheduling Adios. conflicts. Adios. See ya. Scheduling Adios. conflicts. Adios. Yeah. Uh, so what do we do? Do you just take the character out, or do you recast it? You recast. Yeah, you recast. It's one movie. Yeah. The first movie wasn't well received. Recast. Interesting. Uh, Jordan Peele's Candyman remake has cast the Aquaman star who played Black Manta, uh, Abdul Mateen II, or Abdul Mateen II, uh, as the hook handed title monster. Candyman, Candyman. I hope he's better than he was in uh, Aquaman. He was the worst part in Aquaman. If you're looking looking for tall African American actors, you have a lot of people to choose from right now. Who have established audiences, and some even have a track record in this. Jordan Peele, I trust. Me too. So Jordan Peele has seen something that we haven't seen yet. I okay, agree. so I'm going to trust Jordan Peele on this. Me too. For me, I don't know why it didn't happen, but Lakeith. Oh my god! Would have been to me. Yes. Perfect. Uh-huh. Yes. So yeah. I don't know what happened. Yes. But he's not Candyman. No. We'll see. Interesting choice. I was a bit disappointed. But I trust Jordan Peele. Yes. He's yet to make a bad choice, as far as I'm concerned, whether it's comedically or in his horror stuff. So Jordan, we trust. Jordan, we trust. Uh, Does that come out of Blumhouse Corner? Yeah. Yeah, that's a Blumhouse Corner. There we go. (laughs) Um, Netflix already positioning The Irishman as a serious Oscar contender by planning a wide theatrical release. Obviously, we saw that trailer (laughs) during the... Uh, during the Oscars this year trailer it was words it was words people called it a trailer it was words on a screen with a bullet yeah people were like oh it's awesome I was like it's fucking words Joe Pesci yeah Robert De Niro it's funny when when all that came through people didn't know whether it was like oh my god there's like an Oscars joke and then it was Joe Pesci the amount of people that turned around to me and I was on the the press line and you're like Joe Pesci? yeah because they'd forgotten that Joe Pesci's a thing uh, and I love Joe Pesci, but I was like, oh, Joe Pesci. Joe yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I think, and someone mentioned this in the, in the chat uh, earlier, that, yeah, they are clearly positioning this after their success this year uh, with the promotion and the acceptance of, of Roma. Uh, this, I think, is Netflix's big, big push. This, is, this, mo- this movie will get them what they want. And it's getting theatrical. It's also having a theatrical release as well. So Roma had one for like three weeks. It did. It <laughs> Not did. everybody, but but, but, I'll, but I'll be honest with you. I think the audience for the Irishman is going to be oh my god wider and more accessible than the amount of people that would go and see in black and white Spanish <laughs> language movie. That's two and a half hours. That's two and a half hours and long. That as good as it is, that I don't disagree with. With the exception of you won't be able to go to AMC, Cinemark, or Regal to see it. But people want to see so, it. They'll travel to. They'll, they will travel to see it, or, or to be honest with you, if it can't be asked, they'll just watch it on TV anyway. Yeah. But I think it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to watch yeah. that one. Uh, and this is a favorite story of mine of the week. Uh, Josh Brolin and Peter Dinklage are brothers in a new comedy twins. from the writer of oh. Tropic Thunder. It's fucking twins. <laughs> it's twins. <laughs> it's twins. <laughs> it's twins. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Hey, how do we do twins and not call it twins and oh, have no. to buy any franchise rights? <laughs> call it brothers. Ah. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I this personally, I think it's great visually. As soon as I saw this, I was like, "This just looks funny." Yeah, this just looks funny. Um, I love Dinklage doing comedy. Yeah, he's I, great. I really love even when he's you know he's just so dry. I really enjoy him in comedies. Uh, so and Josh Brolin is one of the driest actors. He does deadpan so brilliantly and so richly, but he is so funny. In real life, he is uh-huh. a really, really funny guy. I'm looking forward to seeing him do this. Same here. Really, really excited about that. And it's something different from from him as well because yeah. we don't see him really in comedies. And uh, you know, between the Sicario movies and and uh, and playing Thanos, 
yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great for his career. And like you said, the poster alone should just make you laugh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Murphy uh, is going to be playing uh, a triple with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger, a <laughs> triplet. Do you know what? The, 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 the other twins one, the one with, you know, with was, I think it was Eddie Murphy at one point, it's Kevin Hart, whatever. I, I genuinely, you know, would, I still want to see that movie, but Brothers, I'm, could yeah, be a could be a really solid movie okay uh let's talk about two trailers that came out uh let's talk about dark phoenix let's talk about hellboy new hellboy trailer dropped last night hellboy i've got to be honest with you i wasn't particularly on board with this movie i was skeptical about it i'm really liking the look of this uh i know you're not so convinced though to me no no the the new trailer looked like justice league it had that red and instead of come together we've got smoke on the water mm. like do we need like a revamped like anthemic rock song in almost every trailer that has yeah. to do with the superhero. Michael Bay effect. Yeah, it is the Bay effect. <clears throat> You're welcome. I, you know, I don't know. There wasn't anything that was particularly over the top funny. I love that actor, the gentleman from Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, Dave but Harbour. I, Dave Harbour. I can't stop thinking though of Ron Perlman and what Guillermo del Toro did with with, with Hellboy. Um, this one looks which like I love, a, but audiences didn't get behind. Yeah. And this one just looks like a. They, they, they spent a lot of money, yeah. it looks like. I, I don't know. Meh. Meh. Okay. Scott? I didn't see it. Nah. I didn't see the trailer, so. Oh, you didn't see Dark Phoenix either? No. Okay, Dark Phoenix. I, um... I just don't care. Right. I, I mean, I saw the makeup on Jennifer Lawrence, and I think that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest with you. I think it needs a little work. Yeah. Um, but having seen the, the other... The makeup or the trailer? <laughs> Uh, I think they're both. Actually, okay. uh, but no, uh, I, I'm I, I'm a fan of the X Men movies. Um, I I'm looking forward to Dark Phoenix. I'm a little bit underwhelmed at this. They're so hit and miss. These yeah. movies. I feel Very like you you have like a really great one. I and didn't then like the ha- last two. I really didn't like the last. Yeah, two. Yeah, I know. They left me cold. They just. I know some people are big fans of those, but I didn't. The Apocalypse one was freaking. That was bad. bad. That yeah. was bad. Uh, but Dark Phoenix. I mean, it, it looks like this might be the last X-Men, certainly the last one we see coming out of Fox. Um, so we'll see what happens with this down the road. But well, I was going to bring something up, but but somebody on, on the con- uh, online, yep. Film Nerd Jamie, did bring up, like, they did spoil. Like, the trailer has a major spoiler yeah, in it. Yeah, it does, yeah. And it's like, I, when I watched the trailer, my first thought is, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, why... Why would the why would the agents of that actor allow that? Yeah. Number one, and B, what are you doing? It, it w- the, trailers should really not spoil. It should get you excited to watch it, but don't tell me what's going to happen. It, it I don't, and that's a big spoiler. I, I think this movie. I'm not going to spoil I, it for anybody who hasn't watched the trailer yet. Yeah. Um, watch the trailer; it'll do it for you. Uh, but it wasn't for me. But it just—it was—it's silly to me. It just to me. I mean, it's clear. I know there was all the talk about the Fox merger, Disney merger stuff going on. Why this movie didn't get released? But I think there's a bigger problem with it. I mean, it's, I, I, that's, it's, it's that's my very clear. Feeling. It's very clear yeah. um, to me because if they they had something that was good, they would have pushed it out. Mm. When though. It was when was it originally slated for? Like uh, last, last year. Yeah, yeah, last year. Was it like July or August? Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. They could have put it out. It was pushed a little, a little further back, yeah. and then now it's like yeah. sneaking out, like yeah. a little cheeky fart. <laughs> uh, oh, you're gonna see it in Dolby. And I and I honestly think that you know having this story focused on uh, what's that, Sophie Turner, mm. right? Jean Grey. Yeah, I mean she is not that big. I mean she, I know she's big on Game of Thrones, but in terms of an actual actress like selling tickets, but it's yeah, the character yeah, yeah, in this. That. It's it's like the Dark Phoenix saga on X Men is one of the more popular like sagas and arcs within that series. Which is even more of a shame why it's kind of not getting the bombast that mm. perhaps it would have had had it been released earlier. Uh, okay, I need to move on. Uh, we have a sure. question here. Uh, Anthony wants it read out, so I'm going to do that courtesy. Uh, after Daniel Craig retires from James Bond, I want him in his mid-30s. What do you think about this? I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I think that's a great idea, but I really don't see that that happening um, at, at all. Mid-30s? Yeah. 
it, it, no, I think they're not going to go back f- on a timeline and start right. doing that. That's no. not going to happen. No. I like the idea. I don't think it's going to happen. No. Uh, not a major week for releases. Uh, this week, obviously, we have uh, a Medea family funeral and Greta. Um, probably the turn you went to see Apollo 11. Apollo 11. Which I haven't also seen any of these this week. So a Medea family funeral, first of all. Scott, you've seen it. I really liked it. Um, I'm a fan of the Medea movies. I've seen every single one of them. Um, I think this is a nice close to the franchise okay and uh i saw someone post in the chat that it actually made more money in previews than any other medea movie and i think this movie is going to do very well because there's, there's no comp there's no competition for no. it either this week no. yeah um real quick on greta i really love greta you just have to embrace it for the ridiculousness that it is mm-hmm. and if you're not like i said at, at breakfast you're fucked because <laughs> if you're, you're really it's, it's 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 really campy and you have to appreciate it and if you don't appreciate that it's not for you. Bearing in mind, it's not really going to be a massive draw at the weekend. Would they have just have been better to have sold this to like a Netflix or an yes. Amazon studio? 100%. Had it just go online and people not have to pay the $15 or whatever. I mean, yeah, here we go again. You know, we were just talking about um, T- Turner. Um, like, so Chloe Grace Moretz, yep. you know, she she started off big with like a movie like Kick-Ass. But even yeah. that movie only made like $40, $50 million. Since then, her kind of like her down. buzz has been down, 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 down. You know, uh, Isabel Huppar, who's also in this, nobody really knows unless you're a really big f- film fan. Yeah. Like, it's not someone who's like, oh, my God, I got to go see that <laughs> new, new new Huppar movie. I have to go out and see it. So there's nothing going for it. Mm. And then, you know, Micah Monroe, who hasn't ever broken out of anything. Neil Jordan, his filmography, again, more of a film lover's. Right. Nope. It, it, there's nothing about this movie that says, like, let me put this out for release for 2,000 plus screens. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. Uh, favorite Neil Jordan movie? Ooh. Oh. High Spirits is great. Great movie. Yes. Uh, and I also like Breakfast on Pluto. Good choices. Uh, I don't know. I, I asked that question, of, and I'm kind of like now, actually, which is, which is mine. Uh, very quickly like, before we... Uh, he did do Interview with a Vampire. He did. He did do that. that. Yeah, the Crying brave Game. Yeah. The Brave One. I yeah. think for me, Crying Game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which I only saw for the first time very recently. Really? Yeah, I've, I've had it for like the longest time. And I'm doing a thing at the moment where I'm going back and catching movies that I've got yeah. that I haven't watched. Uh, the Crying Game, I love amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's an uh-huh. amazing movie. It really, yeah. really, really. What cool. I love about Neil Jordan is that he like he tackles all these different genres. Yeah, yes. he's like not afraid to like no. do oh, no. different things. And yeah. and that's what I thought was so interesting he about Greta. Takes risks. He does. Uh, so, f- which f- is Phil and Jamie saying Company of Wolves, also another great uh, 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 Neil yeah. Jordan movie. Uh, Phil and Jamie saying uh, sorry. Uh, Westy Kid saying she was in Carrie. Chloe Grace Moretz was in Carrie. Yeah, absolutely. that movie did not do well. And no, it but did I not. Liked it. I did too. I, I was... liked Carrie. She was in Let Me In too. Yeah, she and, was trying to. And Eon001 saying, uh, I wish the movie focused 100% on their rivalry. This is going back to uh, Dark Phoenix, X Men. Fox can't manage a group cast like Marvel. Just give it up. I think they are giving it up. Wow. Uh, and Jack Dennis they don't have the on, on Dark Phoenix release. Uh, it was November 2018, then February 2019, and now June. So, yeah, they've, they've moved it around quite a bit. Okay, guys, we've ran out of wait, time. But we do, wait, because you, you talked about movies. I have to stress because I did see Apollo 11. So, if you have the opportunity, it's going to be one week in IMAX, and I strongly recommend you see this, this, this piece of history. Uh, in a way that you've never seen it before and how close it is and the footage that was used and how they 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 fitted it for IMAX and it's vibrant it's huge and it it it's inspiring it's everything that first man wasn't about the first lunar landing this is and it's Do they actual plant a flag? footage excuse me Do they plant a flag they it's got to be a flag got to be a flag absolutely. put the flag in it they they plan it and salute it and and they they talk about <laughs> but, and it's the actual Did they the bracelet? footage. No, there was no walkabout on the moon. There was no walkabout in the moon, and these astronauts weren't angry. Um, they you know it it, it angronauts angronauts. <laughs> they were not angronauts. The movie with Kevin Hart. Yeah, they I'm actually in it. had a sense of humor, and you're gonna see footage of the moon that is in. Incredible, and you have to see. Well, it's only playing, I believe, in IMAX. Go do yourself a favor. It's one week only. I'm gonna wait until I can watch that amazing footage of the moon on my phone phone. (laughs) because that's how the filmmakers really want it seen. (laughs) 
Watch it on your phone. Smallest screen possible. Go ahead. Preferably an iPhone 5. Or, or, or a Razor Flip. Okay, we need to shut up. We need to go home because we can't Goodbye. stay here. Uh, guys, uh, first of all, Dimitri, who are you? Where can we find you? At DMovies1701 uh, is my, my, my Twitter's account. Uh, right here at Meet the Movie Press. And then later today, uh, as I said, we'll be on Anatomy of a Movie. Also on the Popcorn Talk Network where we will be talking um, uh, uh, the, that dragon movie, How to Train, Train Your Dragon 3, The Hidden World. Scott Mendel! Sure, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the other Scott M. You can find me over at WeLiveEntertainment.com as well. Uh, my name is Simon Thompson. You can find me at, si- uh, at ShowbizSimon on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much for watching the show. Final question from Anthony Mazzano. Uh, popcorn talk. Are you guys hyped for Hobbs and Shaw? Does the Pope shit in the woods? <laughs> no, hang on. Do, do, is, is the bear a Catholic? And no, that's not right. No. That's not. Anyway, we'll be back next week. <laughs> uh, have a great one. Watch some movies. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Everybody who's given us uh, entertainment in the chat, thank you for being part of this. To the 11 people of you who've given the shows up, thank you so much. Have yeah. a great weekend. For those two people who've given this show, two thumbs down. Thank you as well. <laughs> I'd like to say thank you, but hey, you know, not everybody can have taste. We it's always so- appreciate your interaction. We always appreciate you supporting the show. If you like what we do, please tell your friends spread the word you really appreciate it because without you and more of you there's no point in us being here have a great weekend everybody watch some movies right. see ya from producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek <laughs> and the, the entire Popcorn Talk Network we would like to thank you for tuning in for questions or comments be sure to visit popcorntalk.com I'm Sir Richard Wentworth and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principal